effectively blocking the entrance. You're still here. We had an appointment. He stretched out the last word, miffed by her mandate, his life, his lack of choices, and pretty much everything known to man. And despite what his older brother Colt said, he was not one bit depressed. He was simply mad about everything, and that was his God-given right. Mr. Stafford, Nick is fine. Mr. Stafford, she continued, in a cool, clear voice. I don't want to be here either. Which means our sessions are doomed. So why waste time? You have a life. Dysfunctional, of course. An easy shrug, and her matter-of-fact expression said that was a given. But you haven't done irreparable harm, so you're free as a bird. I have a life as well, and I appreciate my privacy more than most these days. So let me save us both from a dead-end path we needn't take. Go home. And if things continue to spiral downward and out of control, take my sister's advice and find a therapist you do want to see. I'm closed. She took one step back and shut the door in his face. She couldn't do that, could she? They had an appointment. He'd even set up a reminder on his phone. He'd scheduled time to see her, against his will, and he'd followed through. You followed through because Angelina and your brother hounded you until you walked out the door. Left on your own, you'd have conveniently forgotten the whole thing. Do you want to make the same mistakes your father made 30 years ago? Or try to fix things for the girls by expending some kind of sincere effort? Cheyenne nearly got killed earlier this spring because you refused to compromise. But of course, the voice of reason paused, as if resigned to being brushed off. The choice is yours. Again. Well, he was here. He'd shown up as promised, and finding her little hut in the woods hadn't exactly been a cakewalk. He glared at the door and lifted his hand to knock. A long, low growl from behind him said the dog wasn't all that enamored by his presence either. Nick was pretty sure this couldn't get worse. But then, a brightly colored bird winged its way to the tree alongside the house, squawked, flapped its wings, and screeched, You're a jerk, you're a jerk, you're a jerk. The dog sank back on his haunches and barked twice, in agreement. Nick conceded defeat. The bird was right. He dropped his hand and started to back away from the door, hoping to escape before the dog attacked, while the bird pecked his face off. Where was his trusty Remington long barrel when he needed it? Sixty feet away, in the rack behind the seat of his extended cab ranch pickup truck. The dog barked again, but this bark didn't sound threatening. It sounded sad, if such a thing was possible. And the croon in the bark said the mutt was either looking forward to hand-to-paw combat, or he wanted someone to pet him. Nick crouched and tapped the path beneath him.
the dog ambled over. He sank onto the stones and flipped to his back, waiting for a good scratch. You're no watchdog, that's for sure, Nick said as he rubbed the dog's belly. As far as protection goes, you're on the low end of the scale, my friend. Dumb dog, dumb dog, dumb dog. Nick glared up at the raucous bird. Listen, you rude, loud pile of feathers. No one needs your guff, okay? And you're so stinking ugly, no one more than 20 miles north or south of the equator would even use your feathers to decorate their hats. So there. You're arguing with a macaw. He hadn't heard the door open, but was kind of glad it had. Just having my say, he returned, not looking up. The bird's obnoxious.